0: my name is Samantha Shepard. I am the owner and founder of Samantha Shepard Consulting and welcome to today's podcast. I am so excited to be here with you. Um, Today's topic is all about how to create a successful yet simplified marketing strategy to help you grow your business and keep your sanity. Now, if you're anything like me, you have a lot of plates spinning at any given day. My job today is to help give you ideas and strategies to simplify your marketing process, to save you time and money, and maybe make one of those plates spin a little less. I have actually been in business for 20 years. I was actually an accidental entrepreneur. Uh, I was found by uh, my now husband, who started out as my trainer in my first business venture. And I never knew anything about business or being an entrepreneur, but I knew I wanted to do something different with my life. And many of you probably have a very similar story where you just wanted to really control what tomorrow brought for you and your family. Um, To tell you a little bit about me, um, I have a background in marketing and advertising. I am a coffee addict. I never say no to a cup of coffee. Absolutely love to travel with my family. I have two growing daughters who keep me very busy. And I am a self-proclaimed marketing nerd. I mean, I absolutely love listening to podcasts and trainings and taking courses in my industry. And I think that's something that all of us should really kind of take a note about is to always be a student of our trade. Learn from other experts in your area. Never be afraid to grow and broaden your horizons. And that's really what I want to dive into today is talking about the five successful marketing strategies to really help you maximize your time and your results while keeping your sanity. So the five topics we're going to cover today is number one, how to have a plan in order to have success. Number two, the importance of consistency. Number three, the difference between internal and external marketing and why they are both important for every business. Number four, social media basics. And number five, the difference between renting and owning your marketing space. So let's just dive right in. Number one, how to have a plan in order to have success. I mean, let's face it. Most people don't plan to fail. They just fail to plan. Many people that I work with, and maybe you've been in this boat, I know I have in the past, is sometimes you just throw stuff out there and you hope it works. You hope somebody likes your post. You hope somebody reads your email. You hope somebody listens to your your YouTube training. But the bottom line is we have to plan on purpose if we want to have success on purpose. I mean, if you want to reach any goal in life, you've got to have a plan. I mean, think back to the days when there was MapQuest and you had to print out your directions And hope and pray there wasn't a construction detour because then you were really lost. You know, you have to have a marketing GPS to allow you to know exactly where you want your business to go and then to plan accordingly. So when planning a marketing strategy, you really have to start with the end in mind and work backwards. So what does this mean? Typically, what I like to do is think 12 months in advance. From today, where do you want your business to be in 12 months? And then break that goal into twelve different sections. So if I know in one year from today I want to be in position X, and that isn't whether it's an income goal, a number of clients that you have as a goal, uh, maybe it's a number of speaking engagements that you have. Break that down to a monthly like number, then break that number into weekly, and break that number into daily activity. What this is going to allow you to do is really kind of have a future plan but allow you to focus on one day at a time. Because in my experience, many, many times we let the bigness of the future drown our priorities of today, and then we end up wasting a lot of time thinking that we're being efficient, but we're actually not. So start with a year in advance, break it down into what has to be done monthly and then weekly and then daily, and that's going to be a great way for you to really look at your schedule with planning and and purpose in mind, but you're going to be able to maintain and grow on a daily basis because it's almost like compounding efforts are really what allows you to achieve your goals, and that's really what the focus has to be. A really big part of this is time blocking. Uh, Many of you might look at it as, you know, um, time scheduling, um, you know, uh, there's many different ways to say this. But basically what you have to do is you have to assign your time based on the priorities and the importance of what have to get done that day. You know, it's kind of like designating an amount of time for specific activities or tasks that you have to get done. Um, One of the biggest things a lot of people get rid of is their marketing time. You know, I recommend that you spend about 30 minutes a day marketing your business, whether that's putting your social media posts up, getting an email written and sent out to your audience, recording a podcast or a YouTube video. Maybe it's creating content for the future. And, um, maybe it's just, you know, putting, recording some reels or, you know, hopping on and doing a live, whatever this might be. Um, you know, you have to make sure that you're time blocking things if you want to make sure that they happen. This is going to allow you to really, really make sure that you can easily track how you're going to reach those 12-month goals. So that's number one, how to have a plan in order to have success. Number two, the importance of consistency. This is something I probably repeat more than anything else, especially when it comes to having a strategy when marketing your business. You have to find strategies and find things that are going to work, or, and then you have to be consistent with it. And I'm not going to lie, most business and marketing cycles work in 90-day timeframes. So you may or may not know if a strategy is really working until you hit that 90-day mark and then kind of do a check-in with yourself and your business and your numbers and really kind of evaluate, is this strategy working? Do I have to pivot? Do I have to change it a little bit? Um, And then you continue moving forward. Too many times business owners switch and pivot too fast after implementing a new marketing strategy and they think it's not working. When in actuality, they just haven't given it enough time to compound out to show results. So that's a huge thing, but that's why consistency is important. Um, the, number, number one, I'm going to give you four bullet points here for, for consistency. Number one, you got to show up. Whether it's an e-newsletter, a podcast, showing up on social media, whatever platforms and processes you've chosen for your business, just do them consistently. And then number two, you have to be consistent with the message, your brand, and your attitude. You can't show up as, you know, Susie Sunshine one day and then negative Nancy the next. People are going to really wonder, who is this person going to show up as if I decide to work with them? Can I trust them? Are they going to be someone that's dependable? And our attitude, our brands, and our messaging reflect how we are going to treat them as a client or customer. So keep that in mind that the consistency with those are also important with showing up. Make sure, number three, that you build the like-no-trust element with your audience. This is a huge thing when it comes to engagement. When I talk about engaging on social media, I don't mean just scrolling through as fast as you can to like the next 50 posts that you see. What I mean by true authentic engagement, which is really going to allow you to create those authentic relationships with people in turn, that will turn into clients and customers, which is what we want, right? Um, We have to authentically show up with the engagement, like and heart stuff, but then comment on on people's posts. Actually comment. Don't just comment an emoji. You know, um, the algorithm tends to favor four-word answers and comments more than two-word answers or an emoji comment. You want to go to a new level? Go into someone's direct message. If they posted a photo that you loved or they shared something that you really liked, you can comment on their stuff, but then hop into their DMs and say, hey, thank you so much for sharing that with me. It really meant a lot. I appreciate that. Maybe somebody posted about an event they went to and they happen to live in your area. You know, send them a direct message and say, hey, I'd love to add that to my calendar for next year. Would you recommend it? Um, Do you have any tips or other events in the area that you've liked? Just ways for you to create Actual conversations with people instead of just like, like, like everything as you see it. And lastly, for consistency, you know, keep in mind the online algorithms reward these consistent behavior. So the more that you show up, the more they're organically going to show your content to more people. Keep this statistic in mind. I learned this years and years ago, and it still reigns true. Only about 10% of your friends and followers on social platforms will authentically, naturally see your content. What does that mean? If you have a 1,000 friends on Facebook, only expect about a 100 of them to actually see your content naturally. So, okay, that number's really low. How do we get it up? Well, we have to do, um, we have to show up on more consistent ways, whether it's more reels, lives, which are the huge hot topic, by the way, reels and lives are like top level of visibility. Algorithms love them. The more you show up, the more you're consistent and the more you engage with others, they will actually quote reward you by showing your content to more people. So keep that in mind for consistency. All right. Number three, internal and external marketing. Most business owners assume that marketing is just marketing. Well, I hate to burst your bubble, but it's not. You need to have a plan for existing customers and a plan for future customers. So let's look at internal marketing first. This form of marketing is focused on your existing customers and clients and consistent communication with them about your products and services and simply telling them that you're thankful for them, that you appreciate them. This is the difference between easy business and hard business. My husband and I have built our first company very, very strongly um, over the past 20 years on having a consistent follow-up program with every single one of our clients. Um, We show up, whether it's a video email, um, cards in the mail, yes, old school cards, snail mail with a stamp and everything, you know, you have to stand apart. How are you standing apart to your existing customers? Because you got to keep in mind, they are going to be your best referral sources. They're going to be a branding billboard for you, telling people when they have conversations, well, who does this for you? Where do you buy this product? Who helps you with this with your business? Um, How did you get this repair done at your house? you got to keep in mind, you cannot forget the people that already like, know, and trust you. They are going to be the best source for repeat business. And the best source for referrals. So you cannot ignore that because if you do, you're going to be doing hard business the rest of your life. Internal marketing gives you a way to streamline and simplify that. And that is what allowed us to continue to massively grow that company. And we have not had to do any prospecting or cold calling or any kind of marketing for that business in almost 10 years because we have such a consistent way of getting referrals from, because because we take a really good care of our existing clients. So here's a few ideas of things you can do for internal marketing. Weekly emails. Provide value and education in these emails about your industry. Think statistics, frequently asked questions, um, insider info as far as like, hey, did you ever think about this? Or um, here's a really good tip to think about. Whatever, Whatever it might be with your industry, Talk about the benefits, both tangible and intangible, that your industry provides. Um, number two, client appreciation events. These don't have to be big and bougie and expensive, they can be in person or online, but it's a simple event for you to be able to sh- let, let your customers know that you're thankful for them and that you appreciate them. Next, consider thank you cards. These are completely underused, in my opinion, and I'm not talking about a text message or an email. I'm talking about an actual card. You want to have an impression on someone, you want to leave an impact, send them an actual card in the mail, because I guarantee you nobody else is doing that. And it doesn't have to be fancy, just a simple card that says you're thankful for them, you appreciate them, and, you know, you can even end it with, thank you in advance for your referrals. I look forward to speaking soon. Okay? Um, quarterly calls quarterly check-ins, maybe having a Facebook group where you really provide additional education and value. Again, things like this are going to increase your value gap versus your competitors, and it's going to increase your ability to have client retention very, very high in your business. Now, let's transition to external marketing. This is focused on attracting new potential future customers to your business. It should also involve consistent communication about the benefits of your products and services, the frustrations that you solve, the problems that you solve. Because again, we know our business so well that we sometimes forget we have to actually repeat ourselves. I know it's crazy. You know, I have two daughters and I feel like I'm always repeating myself. Well, as entrepreneurs, We have to do the same thing to our customers. On any given day, somebody is bombarded with three to four thousand dollars. I'm sorry, three to four thousand marketing messages, promotions, and solicitations. And a lot of times our brains filter those out. But the ones that they remember the most are the ones that are repetitive and consistent. So, what are some external marketing ideas? Again, You can do weekly emails because the inbox has become such a normal part of people's routine that it's natural for them to check their inbox. Your message will get lost less in an inbox than it will on a notifications feed on social media. So what that means is you will have higher visibility in an inbox than you will on social media. Um, another external marketing idea uh, event is, is events, attending events, whether it's networking events, community events, you can actually prospect a really, really efficiently this way. And I know a lot of people want to do everything online, but get back out in person, wherever you feel safe, wherever you have available, get back out and actually meet people. Another idea is obviously social media marketing, which I'm going to talk, talk about here in just a minute as my fourth pillar, um, you know, posts, reels, stories, lives. My number one recommendation is show up daily. Show up once a, once a day in at least one of those areas to build your algorithm and visibility, but also to show your audience, listen, you can rely on me. I'm going to be here every day providing information and, and education to you to help you. Another one is networking. You know, this is something that I think has grown so much over the past couple of years in the online world. And I also think we can't forget about, the in-person networking as well. So again, you have to go where the people are if you want more people in your business. Okay, number four, social media basics. Um, This is something where I'm not gonna go into too much depth. If you would like more information, um, there's tons of information out there, but I'm gonna cover the basics for you today to help you maximize your effort and your time. The benefit of social media is it's mostly a free tool that allows you to reach a massive audience in a short amount of time to really efficiently share your message in your business to grow your market and sales. So I'm going to give you kind of a couple of things that I've learned in my 20 years experience. And yes, I had a business prior to social media. My children are shocked that I'm older than social media, which is hilarious. Some of you might be in that same boat, so you get it. Um, But it's a really great advantage that we have literally at our fingertips. So um, first and foremost, when it comes to social media basics, choose a platform that you feel comfortable using that your audience is on and then be consistent. So there's that word consistency again. I'm not going to, you know, beat a dead horse with that, but you have to make sure that you are comfortable on the platform. Um, because if you're not comfortable with it, like for example, I am not a big fan of Twitter. It's just not something that I'm comfortable using. So I'm not going to use that in my business. Is my audience on there? Sure. But I'm not comfortable on it and I don't feel I'm at the point in my business where I have to kind of learn more about it because there are other options available. So the first is to find a platform or two. I recommend finding two primary platforms where you're gonna feel efficient and effective showing up on but make sure that your target audience is on that platform. Next, really embrace your brand. you know you want to be um, you want to have the opportunity to create continuity with your message with your look, but also with your tone and your voice, you know, you are your brand. And the biggest thing that I see that entrepreneurs do do is they try to take themselves out of their brand and they only want to talk about their business. I hate to tell you, but you are your brand. You know, people are going to buy you first. Do they like you? Do they trust you? Do you look like someone they can connect with? Can they relate to you? Do they feel like you understand them? You know, you have to keep in mind that you have to share yourself and your business because both create your brand. Another idea for social media is to batch your content. Um, You have probably heard this is a really, really, really popular marketing term is batching. All this means is creating a lot of one specific thing at any given time. So for example, um, if you are looking at social media, And you are in a zone and you're like, I am so tired of waking up every morning and trying to figure out what the heck am I going to post every day? And then you probably waste about an hour scrolling, trying to get inspiration from other people. And then you type something up and then you delete it and then you type it again and you delete it again. And the next thing you know, an hour has gone by and you've got nothing done. Batching your content is basically earmarking a period of time in your weekly schedule To sit down and create content. That's your only focus for that one hour. For example, I recommend with a lot of people that I work with, take one hour a week and batch create your content for the next seven days. It's a short period of time. You know exactly what you want to say and what you want to share in the next seven days. And all you have to do for that one hour in your schedule is create seven posts. That's it. You will be shocked how efficient you are when you sit down and you have one task for a specific period of time, you're going to knock that content out so fast, you're going to build that marketing muscle, and pretty soon, you'll be doing a whole month of content in a day, okay? Now, don't get, don't get overwhelmed. I'm not saying you have to do it all in a day, but just know that batching your content will save you time and allow you to be really efficient. Next, when you're on social media, a really big basic is keeping in mind that you want to share, not tell. When you're sharing things versus telling people things, it allows them to get to know who you are, what your business is all about, and really kind of learn who you are in an authentic way. So think sharing stories, um, sharing experiences, sharing lessons, sharing client testimonials. That will go much, much further in creating those relationships and connections on social media than if you're just reading a resume of your business. And lastly, and um, definitely not least, is the 80-20 rule. This is something that if you write nothing else down from today's podcast, write this down. The 80-20 rule is simply this. On a personal page, you want to share 80% of your content is about you and 20% is about your business. On a business page or a business group, it's flipped. So on a business page or business group where people are specifically in that group or following that page for business, 80% is about your business and 20% is about you. Most people get this backwards and they wonder why they're tiring out their audience and not getting connections, engagement, and results. If people are on your personal page, they're probably not on there to be inundated with you talking business, 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 Right. I would sprinkle in business, hence 20% is about business, so that they know that you have a company, but then use that as an opportunity to then lead them over to your business page or a private group that you have. When they're on your business page or in a business group, they don't care what you had for dinner. They don't want to know what your dog's up to. They, they're they in there because they want to learn about whatever the topic is for that, so that, that specific group. So in there, yes, you can share one or two posts a week about yourself, maybe what your weekend plans are, maybe a motivating you know, motivating quote, but they really are in there because they want to learn about your business. So you can go much heavier in a business page or business group about your company, hence 80% in that platform is about business and 20% is about you. So those are the five main social media basics that I think can be adapted to every single business out there. So keep that down. Rewind this podcast if you have to and write them down. But those five things can completely transform how you show up on social media and the results that you get. And to end our podcast today, I hope you're sticking with me, is number five, renting versus owning your marketing space. This is something where I cannot scream this loud enough, but we don't own social media. And I see this time and time again. Business owners leave all of their business connections and communications with prospective clients and existing clients on social media. That could be gone tomorrow. It is so incredibly risky to leave all of your marketing and communication hands in a platform you don't own or control because for any given reason, your accounts can be shut down. So how do we control this? How do we change this narrative? You have to make a shift. You have to change to the point of contact to a platform that you control, whether this is um, an email list, whether it's phone, um, those are the two big ones, but you have to have a way of capturing content information. I'm sorry, contact information for people, predominantly phone numbers and email addresses. So you control the point of contact with them going forward, no matter what happens with social media. This can be an idea of creating an opt-in which is something free that you give away, whether it's an ebook, a PDF, a checklist, something of value um, to your audience that they'd be interested in, where to get that free thing, they have to, quote, opt in by giving you their email address. so you can send it to send it to them, but then you have their email address for continued communication. Um, this is something that can be very, very easily created. Um, a lot of times the most easy way for you to figure out what opt-in to have is simply what are the freak, most frequently asked questions that people ask you and use those questions as a way to create an opt-in. But bottom line is you have to control that um, point of communication. Other ideas, not on social media, it might be video emails, YouTube channel, e-newsletters, podcasts, text communications. Just make sure that you control the point of communication so that your business is not at risk and you can always be in contact with your audience. All right, we did it. So to recap, the five successful marketing strategies to help you grow your business and still keep your sanity are have a plan in order to have success, the importance of consistency, internal versus external marketing, social media basics, and renting versus owning your marketing space. I am so thankful that you joined me on today's podcast. I hope this was helpful. I hope that you got some nuggets today that's going to help you get some of that sanity back, get some routine and consistency in your marketing plan because you have an incredible business to share. You have so much to help and impact this world and we should not be stressed out when sharing that with them. So today's successful marketing plan Um, gave you a couple tips and ideas to simplify your marketing strategies to save your sanity. I'm Samantha Shepard, owner and founder of Samantha Shepard Consulting. Thank you so much for joining me today. Have a blessed day.